and we are recording. Okay. Now what? Now what do we do next? What after do you, we... you introduce us. Oh, yeah, but I wanted to do a different introduction than what I've normally been doing because I had realized that I was un, unconsciously or somehow channeling my inner Dan Hughes. I mm-hmm. was basically doing the same thing that they do on Sporadically Bored. I was like, hello and welcome. Mm-hmm. And... I don't, we don't have a new catchphrase yet. We don't have a new, or a new open, intro. a new intro yet. So, uh, I could like howdy folks nope. or nope. Don't do that. Try again. Good evening. No. Nope. Don't do that. I just, I like hello and welcome. Okay. That's somebody else's shtick. What's our shtick? What's our. Well, I mean, honestly, I think you need to have a conversation with Dan Hughes if he's copyrighted hello and welcome. <laughs> if he, it's, let's get ready to run. Top of the table podcast. <sighs> Top of the table to you, Tiffany. Top of the table to you, Travis. We talk about how we, this is a podcast about beer, board games, role-playing games, tabletop games, all kinds of geekery, that sort of stuff. We allude to the fact that we're drinking beer or some sort of alcohol, but we never really talk a lot about the alcohol we're drinking. I feel like that's we're both on a keto diet here recently, Currently, so I'm kind yes. of a little bit ashamed of you know it's not it's not a hip beer or hip alcohol that we're drinking. So I'm I'm not ashamed at all. I mean I I know that I'm a basic ass bitch, and I will admit that I'm drinking happily White Claw. I am also too drinking happily a, a White Claw. Yeah, currently um, I have lime, which is better. Than the other multi pack, which comes with lemon, and I don't care. It's not a stout or an, a nice IPA, but it does have uh, two net grams of carbs, well, which Travis, is good. It is a malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a it's like like we, Mickey's yeah. or uh, Colt you know, Forty Five. Colt Forty Five. Yeah, <laughs> so we're in the same, but with like a lime flavor. So in case you're like a cheerleader or something. Yeah, and a zippy logo, which I think is actually really nice, and five percent alcohol. And five percent. That's that's. Wow. I mean, that's nothing. To, that's not nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm into to. I'm a more quantity over quality gal when it comes to drinking beer and we brewed beer and we still have all the stuff to brew beer it's just yeah, most of the stuff but yeah. well i mean it's we know what to do we've it would take it. some dusting off yeah yeah we've, yeah we've done it we each have the kind of beer that we like i don't like have i don't like beers that are heavily malted i'll drink a stout i just i don't like it to be chocolate or coffee or none of that nonsense i like most beers the uh, local beers try to get mm-hmm. from local breweries, and there's some good stuff here in West Virginia these days. So mm, absolutely, there are. I feel like I'm almost ashamed to admit that I like IPAs these days that it was trendy and that it was too trendy. It's like admitting that Cellars of Catan is your favorite board game. Yeah, but I liked, I, I like both of those things. <laughs> I liked IPAs before it was cool. Oh yeah, yeah I know. But I still do. You know, I like yeah. bitter I, bitter coffee. I like bitter black coffee. I like. Uh, nice bite to my beer i like mm-hmm. ipas but also i'll drink i'll drink that chocolate stout yeah i don't care for i'll it. play settlers of Catan. sure but what do we 
We're talking aside from Small World. What are we talking about? Tonight? Oh yeah, we okay, got to yeah. talk about I mean, Small aside, World. Aside from Small World. So um, I was thinking about this. So Amazon gives you, you know, an extra four, I think, four pieces on attack, but then you have to take them back after your turn's over. So it gives what? you. Yeah, the Amazon oh, card gives you like small plus four. World. Yeah, small, yeah, small okay. world. So where my mind went before small world with the Amazons was at first I actually thought you meant the Amazon. The Amazon. Right. And then I thought you were talking about, you know, Jeff Bezos' Amazon. Oh, no. Well, I was talking about the first thing. The first, the Amazon. That's where the Amazons come, come from right. in small world. I usually don't. I don't like to take them early, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good. I think it's a strong mid or late game play. Mm-hmm. When would you take Amazon? Um, I haven't played Small World since two thousand thirteen, so I don't think I have either. We're just trying to. <laughs> we're just trying to keep the. Oh. Trying to keep the premise alive. Oh, what you said was good. That's what I would do. <laughs> right. I would do so, that same so it's thing. a mid mid to late game play. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like it because they've got they've got spears in their hands, don't they? Am I making Am I making that up? Uh, I think they do, yeah. So it's like it's the same thing. It's like you, pachoo, 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 you know. It's because it seems your tempting. You throw your spears, and it's like a hard attack, but then you get to go back. Gee, thanks for blowing the 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 lid off of the. Uh, Sorry, we're not, we're not regularly playing Small World. I was just Whoops. trying to just trying to keep the dream alive of of always talking about Small World or a Small World pun. This is all kind of like our Christmas bonus episode, so if you haven't listened to that, that's uh, it's a really fun episode that has Tiffany, myself, Travis, and Caleb. The all, whole crew. The whole crew, yeah, all of us, all three of us. It's a shorty. It's a little 15-minute, uh, you know, one-hitter. We're going to talk about a couple games, maybe more, who knows, but the first one I want to talk about is... Sprawlopolis. Sprawlopolis is a tiny card game from Button Shy Games. It's, according to the front of the rulebook here, designed by, or these people have a hand in the game at least, Steve Aramini, Danny Devine, and Paul Kluka. And what it is, it's 18 cards. It's a cooperative game, one to four players. And on the backs of all the cards... All the backs are different, not like a standard deck of playing cards. And on the backs of all the cards, there are different goals that you're trying to achieve during that game. So one might be you get points for how wide and how tall your spread of cards are because you lay these cards out in the middle of the table and you create you know, a cityscape, a very basic cityscape in you know, like SimCity way. The way that it's blocked out was really familiar to me. And I didn't, I felt like there wasn't as much for me to learn, learn. Um, and it also is very similar to another game that we played, Hokkaido, which I didn't get as fast as I got this one. And I don't know if it's because it's the same type of game, but in any case, um, your turn. Hokkaido, you're, it's a competitive game, though this is a cooperative game, but you're laying out a tableau in front of you of the cards from your hand. And it's also... Similar in the fact that you're drafting cards and passing cards to the other players. And you can also overlay cards. You can put cards over top of other cards in this game. And in Hokkaido, you can also 
underlay them or tuck them. You can put cards under cards. And this you can't do that because this is supposed to be you're building a city. So thematically, you can, it doesn't make sense to put anything under something because you're building over things. Correct. I don't know why it makes sense to put things under things in Hokkaido. But it does for reasons. For reasons, right. Um, but no, and also the, the other difference is that you cannot lay, you can only lay the card so it faces, the, the longer length lays horizontally. Horizontally, yeah. Right. And it is very hard to play without a, a mat yes. or something under it. Like if you're playing on just like a regular smooth table mm-hmm. and you're trying to slide a card under this card oh, yes. and then over that card, it's, it can, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, you get a real air hockey table situation going on. Um, but so it is like your basic card, and you've got one of each um, type of property on the card. Yeah. So you'll have the blue commercial, and you've got the orange residential, the green park, and the gray industrial. And the, none of the ro- there is a road that will go through it in various different ways. You could have two pieces of road on one card, or one that goes through multiple. You don't get a road on the parks. I think it's all, yeah, there's never road on the parks, but I think there are always three road pieces on each card. It can be a contiguous road, or two separate roads i think i'm yes. pretty sure that they're always i think you're right I think they're always like one two three yes one two three one two three yeah they're always so there's only gonna be three roads to deal with right so again i mean you've got your the it, it's really nice because you've got 18 cards which you really only you play with 15 and three are flipped over and those right. are your, and goal, that's, your your shared goals that's one of the things i really liked about this it's compactness yeah it's good uh but it's good use of compactness a good mm-hmm. design decision yes so you're i mean you have your goals that you get your points but you also get points if you combine groups of one type of um property right yeah so you get the you get points at the end of the game for your biggest contiguous blue area your biggest contiguous gray area orange area green area you get all that roads but then you get yeah let's talk about these goddamn let's talk about these Roads. Roads. (laughs) Roads. Roads. So, roads in this game. (sighs) Let's talk about these roads. Yep, we're talking about the roads. What happens (laughs) is because, well, I mean, you kids, because you've got two endings. You've got one, two, three, you've got four endings to a road on one card versus the card I'm looking at right now, which only has two endings because it is one road. But why are the roads bad? Because it's a there's you've got a dangling modifier out there. It's negative points at the end of the game. That's you said what, that. You just did you not just say no, that? No, I didn't just say that. We just I said let's talk about the roads. Oh, okay. Oh well. yeah. So at the end of <laughs> at the end of the game, for each separate section of road, like you could have one long road snaking through your entire sprawlopolis. And that would be great, maybe. Because uh, that's only negative one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a lot of little road chunks here that aren't connected, that's a bad thing. Because you know, why would you have that in a city? I guess you know, a, road you chunk. a bunch of little road chunks that aren't connected. <laughs> other road chunks. I don't know. <laughs> how all... do you even get there? <laughs> yeah, how do you <laughs> just pull out of your driveway? Well, I like to think that what these the fuck are. Is this? I think that these are like uh, freeways or like main roads. There's probably side roads that get you into these thoroughfares. Other areas. Yes, mm, indeed. So you get negative points for each individual road, so it's good. So you're like, well, hey, why don't I just lay out all these cards and make one long road? Right. That's, well, you're probably not going to be able to do that, but also you're wanting to try to score these three Goals, goal cards. Which and will... some of them might want, they might promote, they might, you might get bonus points for roads that go a certain way. Sure. 
you are definitely going to find that the things that are on your card, um, your roads, and what you want to do all conflict with each other. Yes. Yes. And you're going to hate it. And I think Travis said probably five swear words in a row looking at his cards and trying to figure out what was the best move to make. And I commended him for that because there yes. were five different swear words. <laughs> you're never gonna, you're never gonna be able to. In this, this is a, this is a brilliant. And keep in mind, these are just eighteen cards, but it's a brilliant design because you're never gonna be able to achieve all of the goals. You're no. just trying to do, trying to get the most points and trying to mitigate all these little miniature disasters. And as we were playing it, mm-hmm. we're like, no, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's bad. No, that that creates another problem. It starts out nice, and then you're like, "Oh, this is gonna." <laughs> yeah, this be easy. We'll just knock this out. Sure, and then you get to the point where you're like, "Well, this is the least bad thing." <laughs> the least bad thing is what you want to do. So we played. What did we play? Two. Yeah, we played two. That's and cool. we we won one. It says it says on the in the book here, fifteen minutes. Play took us about twenty, but that, well, we had other stuff to do. I've played this, and I don't play solo games, but I've played this. Five times solo, and I've won two of those games, which I actually think is a plus. I think it's a big plus for the game, because if I had won four out of five or five out of five, I'd just move on. Mm. Like, I won a game that beats me more than I beat it, because that keeps me coming back to try to solve the puzzle. It feels more satisfying when I win, if I know it's hard to do. Am I the only one who is not thinking, like, that there has to be a masturbation joke in here when you're talking about Solo and beating it? Like, honestly, is it just me? You don't get that at I all? Didn't, I didn't get it before now, but now it's going to be <laughs> all that I'm going to be able to think about. Well, <laughs> well, it's and honestly, it's fun. I mean, and I got it quick, so that tells you something. But it's a nice little thing to carry around in your pocket if you think that you might run into a group of potential gamers or someone you want to convert. If you are a newer board game player um, and you're just kind of getting into this hobby, I guess, is it a lifestyle or is it a hobby? I Honestly, guess it depends. I mean, you spent a lifestyle. I yeah. have some shelves in here that I've spent a lot of yeah, time. We have we have hewn wood in our living room to make fancy, nice shelves out New of shelves to make the yeah to bear the weight of this lifestyle i guess <laughs> i i don't know i don't know what you'd call it comment um on what you think maybe it is is board gaming a, a hobby or a lifestyle and um, but anyway i just want to give a big shout out to my friend charlie oh uh, charlie we charlie, love charlie charlie did all the heavy lifting on these uh shelves so when i post pictures of these beautiful new board game shelves uh it's all charles mm. charlie's done he had the equipment, he had all the tools, and he did most of the work. He glued them together. I went up there and I like, it's like, you know how like somebody comes and does like a ribbon cutting ceremony? And they're like, hey, that's me. I'm responsible for this. I kind of, that's, that felt like that was me. You know, I went up there and it's like, I've, I've made some cuts. I made some measurements. I did a little bit of sanding, but uh, my friend Charlie, he did all the heavy lifting. So big, big shout out to Charles. You both get participation ribbons. Cheers. So yes, if, if you're a newer player, you're going to hear me speaking about some of, um, I mostly I feel like I talk about my learning curves when it comes to these games, because it's really driven me to be introspective about why I'm learning this this way and how I learn. So it's pretty neat. 
we've talked about how in Small World, <laughs> how yeah. it's visually busy for me and I have a hard time with it. Sometimes just word combinations don't stick in my brain. Like we had a, um, it was a goal on this card and it was, it's called, it's labeled Stacks and Scrapers, which is nice because it's not just a goal, but they, um, they name their goals. And I think that's so cute. So right, yeah. this one is Stacks and Scrapers. Like another one is called Skid Row. Um, which is residential block adjacent to two or more industrial blocks as a goal. So that's easy to understand. And it gives you a little diagram of what it's supposed to look like as well. But this is stacks and scrapers. And this is how it reads. Industrial block adjacent to only commercial or industrial blocks. I could not understand this. I had a really hard time. I mean, the first line would be red and the second line would be red. And I'd forget what I had just heard. And then I'd reread it and then I'd forget the second thing I heard. Like, I just could not get this stuck in my head. And it even has a little diagram here. And that makes sense to me. But then I would read it and I'm like, what am I missing? Industrial block adjacent to only commercial or industrial blocks. Why did that? My brain did not want to understand that. It just, it was too much. I don't know. I I did understand it. And, but also that's the game we lost when we had that goal. That was very, oh, yeah. it was, it's tricky. It's hard to, it's hard to do because every card has all four areas want it. Mm-hmm. So having an industrial block adjacent to only commercial or industrial blocks means that you're going to have to do some overbuilding. Mm-hmm. You have to build over some, some things that were on that card that were out there to make that happen. And then is that the most efficient use of your time or your card to get that two points? So one of kind of a running joke between Travis and I, since we moved into our first apartment together circa 2006. We're actually married in 2005, but it's a whole big thing. So we moved into our first apartment and we were moving things in out of our, uh, the, the Dodge spirit. And we were moving things in. I think one of them was a futon and I was trying to, I had one end of it and you had the other and I kept banging walls and you were like, do you not have any spatial awareness at all? I don't, I don't, I do not. And so games like this, you know, I'll sometimes sit and have to like close one eye and sort of line it up to make sure what I'm looking at in my hand is going to be where I want to set it on my card. Thankfully, this isn't a card laid as a card played sort of game. I struggle with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't have great spatial awareness. You know what you don't have? To have great spatial awareness for. What's that? Bicycle racing. Nope. You sure don't. Absolutely not. You probably should not have any inner ear conditions, but um, say it. Flam Rouge. You're <laughs> the next contestant on the Top of the Table podcast. Woo! Come on down. Woo! It's wearing a shirt. It's got like, it says, uh, it's like, I love Top of the Table. and it's, Or you're uh, like the C in a sentence that yeah. you and your group had. Yes. Oh, you you're the O. So Flam Rouge, um, which is French. Mm-hmm. And um, what's it French for? It is French for the red flam. <laughs> I don't know what flam. I think flag? that's red. Red. I think it's red lantern. Red lantern. Light, lantern. Oh, okay. Red. Red light. Red lantern. But Ooh, red light. I As think in if a you're district? if you're the last in a uh, in a bike race, you're like Flam Rouge. We're talking about Tour de France here, people, I think. Yeah. Um, which I only watch to see the bikes fall. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. And we'll, all I, get, we'll all get mushed up together. Yeah, I feel bad because people can get really, really hurt that way. But honestly, just the way the aerial view is when everybody's bike topples into each other, it's funny. Well, this I mean, a, it is. But looking at the cover art here and the art on the cards, this isn't Lance Armstrong's uh, Tour de France. No. These, these are very... This is, looks like, uh, what do you say, like 1920s or... Like it's very. There's a guy with a yes. handlebar mustache. Their helmets are not up to code. This is between the, bikes the wars. Are, yeah, this is definitely between the wars. This is like old school biking. Yes, we could probably find the answer to this if we looked, but we're so, just yeah, guessing. we're not. Yeah, it's by um, <laughs> Asger Harding Grenard. Yes, Grand Grand Nerd. Asger Harding Grenard. Grand Nerd. Grand Grand Nerd. So the Grand Nerd Asger Harding. Uh-huh. Has created this game. And something a little pet peeve of mine, something you may not know. Um, it there are all these awards. <sighs> this game has won a lot of awards. And they're all listed right down the side of my actual box. They're I would printed like to, on it. They're covering some of the art. Put an insert in here. Yeah, I would like those to be on the uh the uh what the shrink wrap. Yes. A yes, sticker. there are yes, there are lots of uh, games that have that the awards on the shrink wrap, and you can see what awards they've won, and then you take that off, and then you just have the box. I don't... It's like okay, yeah, I see. It. I'm very impressed. You've won a lot of awards, like uh, Wingspan in there. Wingspan doesn't have this showing up all over the front of the box, which is a grace because that is beautiful art. It so, is beautiful fantastic. art, and. And it's won a lot of awards, but you know it doesn't it doesn't have to like list them all in the box. Put them on the put them on the shrink. Put them yeah. on the shrink wrap, or Do put it. them in put them in. Yeah, you could put it inside, but you want to attract people to buy your games. You want to be like, look how impressive I am. Look what how other people have bought this game because they because it's it's the uh, family game of the year. Gamer's it's choice in 2017. Many things, but this what bothers me here is because if you're if you're if you're buying Flam Rouge, this isn't your intro game. Like you know right. what you're talking about with board gaming, right? You don't. This isn't. This doesn't mean anything if you're. Well, first of all, you can't you can't buy this at Walmart, but also <laughs> I know you can't buy this at Walmart. <laughs> but but also this might sway you to buy, this might sway you to buy it. I just don't want it on, on the front of the box. I don't want it on there either. When I'm looking to buy a new game, if it seems interesting to me, I can't go off of that. I have to make sure it's actually interesting to other people. So I have to look for these credentials, but I right. don't want them on the box. Right. That sucks. And the most important thing was that I thought that you would play it with me and that you would like it. I have a lot of games in there on my shelf that I personally would like. That have never been played. We have a big back and forth about this because I honestly don't care how many games you have. Like Travis will trade out. He's like, I've never played this. I'm not going to play this. I'm going to sell this and get something else for it. And I'm like, don't just like get the game. It's I'm fine with the collection. I'm, this is not for me that he does this. <laughs> I'm trying. I it's it is yeah it is for me. I want to try to keep my collection fresh. Small or small, like not unmanageable. Like I don't want a giant library. I don't want to walk into a room and be like, "Look at all these games." You know, I don't want to. Like I used to think that I had to have like, "Oh, well, I have to have this type of. I have to have a good deck builder. I have okay. to have like I've sold Dominion. Everybody, a lot of people say, "Oh, you have to have Dominion in your collection." It's like I played it. It's good. I appreciate it for what it is, but I don't want to. I don't want to play Dominion. So I sold Dominion and the expansions that i had for it and 
done, I thought, Tiffany will play this game with me. So, yes, I will buy this. Hmm. The uh, the illustrator, I, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name um, because I, I feel like I might say it offensively. Well, no, I will. I'll say And then if I've said it wrong, correct me. That way now I know. Mm-hmm. I have Aussie Haikala. Aussie Haikala. I really like the art, so that's why I bring. I it. like the art too because yeah. it is. It's not like it's not like modern. They're they're uh, cartoony kind of, but not. I mean, they're caricatures of, of French people. Yes, of French people, <laughs> and it's Flamme Rouge. But the game designer seems his name seems very French, so I think that's, that's so forgivable. I I like at least three times had a bike. I'll have you know. Well, once in our marriage. Yes. So, have a bike. And that's actually kind of neat because to start the game and to find out the um, starting player is who last rode a bike. It was actually yes. me. <laughs> Probably, yes. It was my mom's bike and it was funny and I did Those not do well. Starting player things are, you know, we use there's an app on my phone or if there's a die in the game, we roll the die. Yeah, the app on your phone is rigged. So, okay, Travis. It's not rigged. It is. You always get to go first. No, I don't. Okay, Statistically, well. Statistically, I, I think it's. It bears out. You always say that. Do you have statistics on this? I I'm going to start keeping them yeah, now. Yeah, I think you better. Um, no. They're, so they're they're actual like they look like puzzle pieces that you put That's together to form your track. That's your road. Mm-hmm. And they're double sided. And there's a suggested first layout in the book. Mm-hmm. I should say that we've only played this game three times. Yeah, we've played it played together it. twice, and then and the then game. once with a with a four person group. So we've only ever used the we have yet to explore the other layouts. We have we don't know uphill downhill. We will next though. Yes. I mean we know. Yeah, and I think next I... game we're gonna play uphill downhill. Yeah. The game is all about hand management because you have That's two another decks masturbation of cards. joke. <laughs> <laughs> you have two bicyclers on your team. You have a sprinter and a ruler. The uh, sprinter has uh, his highest card is a nine. And his lowest card is a two. The ruler, his highest card is a seven, and his lowest card is a three. <laughs> and so the ruler is more average. The sprinter has got highs and lows. His speed is more yeah, average. Yes, he's going to go. Yeah, the ruler's speed is more average. He's got three. The ruler has three threes, three fours, three fives, three sixes, and three sevens. Mm-hmm. And the sprinter has three twos, three threes, three fours, three fives, and three nines. No, talk about your hand too. And yeah, so each turn, there's only two spaces. You're gonna have two cyclers side by side, and then so you start with you, yeah. you, you have two. Yeah. The the important thing, the thing that's great about this game, I think it, I've never been in a long distance bike race. I've never been in a short distance bike race, but I've never. <laughs> no, I mean you haven't raced your friends up the street. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I did that yeah. when I was when I was younger, but it wasn't <laughs> wasn't quite like this. It was very very much a sprint. More ramps. But yeah. The uh, the thing I like about this is each turn you draw two cards for each of your cyclers, and you pick a card to play, and you put it face down next to his area on your player board. And then the other cards that you didn't pick, they go face up on the bottom of your deck. And then once you get to your face up cards, you shuffle the deck again. Right. So you're always going through the same deck of cards. And then the card that you did play, it gets taken out of the game. So it's gone. 
the sprinter's got three nines, the ruler's got three sevens, whatever. Mm-hmm. They got all the, you use all three nines early, you don't get another nine. It's right. gone. I have an awful memory and um, it is hard for me to keep track of some of these things in my head, but I'm actually able to keep track of well, with relative. I mean, I, I don't know everything that I've played and not played, but I can kind of have a rough idea of what I've spent and what I've got coming up, like what I've put back in. Yeah, you know you know if you got like a nine in the tank. Sure. And then as you get to the end of the race, your deck gets smaller and smaller because you've you're, you when you use a card, it's gone. So. But mm-hmm. if you are in front, if there are no other bicyclers in front of there's then you get an exhaustion card. And the exhaustion cards are always twos. Right. And that gets that gets into a potential thing in your hand. Mm-hmm. So you basically slow down a little over yeah, time. Yeah, you slow yes. down. Like if you're always... You can't just play... It's like, oh, I'll just play my highest card each time. Right. And I'll just, you know, so I'll win the race by that. Like I've got, you know, I, I draw two cards for this guy. I've got a seven and a three. Well, obviously I'll play the seven because that's faster. But... If you're always in the front, then you're getting rid of a high card and gaining a low card. So now all you have is low cards. As now, yeah, eventually you're just going to run out of steam. You can't, and, you can't, you can't go through the entire track. Right, and everybody else still has a, you know, a lot of fuel. So it's a balancing game. It is. It's a very and it's a very interesting. The two games that we played, just the two of us, mm-hmm. I was I was fascinated that. We both were, it was very close. Like yes. the game that you won, I almost won. The game yeah. that I won, you almost won. Right. It was very close. The four-player game, there were three people that were in the running. You probably could have won that game, but you I thought that we... I misunderstand yeah. it. I am also not going to lie. I had had a lot to drink, and I was very distracted by meatballs that were brought to that party they were really good <laughs> they meatballs. were so good so i think i was eating at the time i was like i don't know i don't know but you have to time it i i imagine yeah. i imagine like in a actual bike race like you yes. get you get to the last quarter of the track and you're thinking how many exhaustion cards do i have right. left how many big cards do i have left can i make a big push can right. i can i go for it now because there is a point in their game, not at the beginning, but at the end of the game, where you do want to play all high cards. Like, yes, um, but you want to huff do it. You, but do you have? Yeah, you want to get to that point where you're just pushing to go across the finish line. But the problem is, do you have all high cards, or do you have a bunch of twos in there because you were out in front a right. lot of the time? And are you going to stall out? The other thing, there's that slip streaming thing, which is nice because there the boards. Kind of subdivided. There's two. There's a left lane and a right lane. Correct. But then each left lane and right lane is further subdivided by like a... There's like a little bar that goes forward vertically across. Yes. Between each left lane and right lane. And if there is only one space between you and the next rider in front of you after everybody's played their cards. Because everybody simultaneously kind of looks at their stuff, puts them all face down. Once everybody's got their face down cards, you all turn them face up. Whoever is the... Frontmost person in the leftmost lane goes first. They mm-hmm. move their they move their that cycler, and then you go next, next, next. Sure. And then after everybody's moved, if there is exactly one space between you and the closest cycler in front of you, you move your guy forward, and you might move a whole pack forward. Correct. You might move a whole bunch of guys forward. So you don't want to be struggling in the back, and you also 
you do want to be in the front, but you don't want to be in the front because if you're in the front, it just seems like it's so yes. elegantly. Yes. Imagine like if you're way back here, like you're not you, you're two spaces away from the next person in front of you. You get an exhaustion card because you're trying to keep up. Correct. And if you're in the front of the pack, mm-hmm. you get an exhaustion card because you're you're pushing it. You're in the front of the pack. Right. So you get these. So it's kind of like the game has a built-in sort of correction. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's a uh, you don't have a runaway leader problem. Right. Like you don't have oh, a runaway no. leader problem in this game because you can't be a runaway leader if you keep if you keep constantly. You don't want it. Sometimes you want to be in the middle. And that's where the game is, where you're trying to guess what the other person's going to do a little bit, but mm-hmm. you kind of want your bike, your bicyclers to work together. Like, I'll look at my cards and I'll be like, okay, I'll give this guy a, this guy will move seven. I'm listening then, attentively to your tactics so I can further defeat them. Continue. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I so have like, a method. I so will like, say. this guy can move seven. This guy can move nine. So I try to. Especially in the two-player game, you can do that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You can try to take the other person out of the picture almost. Be like, sure. okay, so I'm just going to be like, if this guy moves nine and this guy moves seven, he'll be one space behind that guy. Mm-hmm. And I can, and he'll slipstream up to the guy. Right. And then I'll get more efficient. Because you want that slipstream. You want that efficiency. That's huge, that one move. I love, sli- I see, I have a hard time. Remember I've said, if you've listened to some of our other podcasts where I've been speaking, like, there's always one element of a game that I just don't quite get. So I just, I just let that one go and just hope Travis explains it to me. And so it doesn't screw me up too bad. I don't really understand slipstream that much. But I know it's like draft. Like catching yeah. the draft. Like I get, yeah. I get what it's, it's supposed to you, mean. You don't want to be too far ahead or too far behind the pack. So I, I get, racing's... I do get the concept, but I don't get how to physically move the people or when to. So I just let you manage the slipstream. I can't handle that. I'm like yeah. the like the banker. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Adam, Adam got it. He though, did. Yeah. We, we played with people. Like we played this game just the two of us twice, uh-huh. and I won once, and Tiffany won once. And I think she, you actually won the first game. That tip. That's that's kind yeah. of a that's a, a thing that happens that yes. almost infuriates me. Like I, because <laughs> I'm not. You were mad. <laughs> I, I'm not. I was the most crestfallen when that happened in Istanbul. Istanbul. The first time we played Istanbul together, and that was, I think, probably at the time one of the heavier games that you had played. Yeah, and I it explained is. it all to you. You're like. You did your demure. Uh, it's oh, not intentional. <laughs> I don't do it. I am very much a visual learner. And Travis is, he does. I mean, you do. But you have a more technical brain than I do. And you can read and learn. And you can see and learn. I have to physically do it. I, if there's a video for it, I'll watch it. But I also always read the rule book. Yes. I myself, you know, I've. Travis has brought up other games before and I've been like, okay, before I can get into this, I, I need to watch some videos and I don't honestly learn, but I think I have, there's some latent learning going on. Like something gets wedged back yeah. there. The, <laughs> the one, like I actually have I'm like, okay now, like I don't know it at the time. Like I'm not recognizing things at the time. I get like a three part learning. Like I like to, I read the rule book yeah. and that's reading. And then I watch the mm-hmm. video and then I actually play it. And those are the three, like those three coming together. I have to do that for almost every task. Mm-hmm. Like I can read instructions and then I can watch somebody do it. Mm-hmm. But until I actually do it, 
I don't know. So there's, yes. you know, the different learning styles. Like, well, I, I have to do all three. The difference I... between you and I is you get something in those first two things. <laughs> Whereas I do, do not. I don't get anything. Very, well, very little I get from those. Well, I like to think I get something from those first two things. <laughs> but then we, we actually play the game. It's like, okay, I've read the entire you rule book. You have wasted your time. I'm like, I'm like, I have read the entire rule book. I have watched the Watch It Played video, uh-huh. and now we set up the game, and I explain to you all the things that I've learned, and then you beat me. You beat me. <laughs> like, and at this, I was not as upset at over the Flamme Rouge It's a light loss game. It's a very light as game. As I was over Istanbul. Like, I was... Because <laughs> I thought, I was like, man, because you, you won, and I knew you were going to win, like, a couple turns beforehand, and I was just like... I've, I've watched the videos. I've read, <laughs> oh, I've read the book. I don't. I, what? What? <laughs> I feel so bad. And then I think if I, I love would, that game. I'm not going to look at our uh, app, like my record, the app that sure. I keep right now. But I think you, I think you have me beat on Istanbul. It's like a, I think you just like for whatever reason you say you're not spatially. I think you just get that game. That game. Well, I mean, it does. It it the way it's set up, and you know, it does. Visually speaking, it's something that I can grasp. And that's a little fun thing for me to perhaps explore. It's like, why can I see and understand that better than um, small world? Perhaps. But I felt, maybe I was a little bit upset, but I think I was more proud than anything because you got it. Like, immediately I explained it to you and you beat me at, sure. the, at Flamme Rouge the first time. And then I felt, you know, uh, vindicated because we in the second game because I I won but they were both, they were both close. very very close and even the the third game it was very very close yes. between three out of the four of us poor yes. Brandy she she missed time because we were all and you don't you don't talk about your moves with anybody else sure. we were just like at the part of the track and this was the first time for both of them playing Adam hadn't played it before right and we were just and they're at, not board gamers and they're not board gamers right yeah, they are not board gamers they do not. They've played cards against humanity and, and Monopoly. Yeah, and you know, I mean, a few other things. I think sure. I actually have. Pl- I think I literally played Small World with them several years oh, ago. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, but they're not. So it was just explain the game and do it, and we all kind of the timing is so important because we all like the three of us kind of pushed on the same turn that she kind of like tried to get rid of some exhaustion cards or didn't, yeah. and then she got. She got behind because if you do that, if you if you get separated from the pack, yep. you're in trouble. Especially at the end of the game because you're get, you're getting, coming down to the last third of the track or the last quarter of the track. Mm-hmm. You need to push because if you get separated, if you're way behind, you're getting exhaustion cards. And you're getting exhaustion cards for both of your guys. Which means that the two cards that you're looking at each turn, mm-hmm. if they're two twos, then that's, that's what you have to do. Exactly. I was sitting beside her and I was watching and I don't, I honestly don't think she miscalculated. I just think the way that the way her cards come to her and what she did, like I think, and there isn't a lot of chance in this. Honestly, the way that you have the cards, you can get kind of screwed over if, I mean, even if you're paying full attention to the cards you have, you kind of can get fucked over. But I think we all would have been together and it was tight. She might not have missed time at all, right? I mean, she might have just drew like some it was shitty close. cards for yeah, both of her guys. Like, I was guys. kind of half one we all, to, yeah. We all pushed. And I think I pushed a little too hard because I think I used my last nine. Yeah, you got tired quick. I used my last nine on that uh, that push. And right. then when it came around to 
finish line time. Adam still had a nine left. Yep. And, he and I just drew my last two cards and I was like, I can't, this is the best I can do. Cause uh, when you come around to that final, like the finish lines in sight, it's four five, six spaces sure. away. You just, Highest card, highest card you got. Like yeah, because that's all you have left anyway. So, which is like a bike race. Oh my god! When you see the finish line in sight, you just Say push what? it. Okay, so we talked about. You know, I kind of joked with you. I was like, "Oh, tell me your tactics." But I honestly think we do the same thing. So I'm curious to see how, if we keep playing this, is it always just going to be? Are we going to get bored? Because if we keep doing the same thing and we are always neck and neck and then there's just that small skosh of chance that happens in this, is that going to be what this game is for us? Well, I think it's weird that we, I mean, we've only played it three times, but I think that you can miss time and we've kind of done, Yes, we're looking at things like where my races are, where your races are. It's like, okay, well, my guys are out in front. I don't want to be in front again, so maybe I'll play a smaller you know, play like a lower card. Maybe it's like try to catch up. This would be a good chance to, okay, I'm way out in front. This would be a good chance to ditch off my two, my mm-hmm. exhaustion card. That's brilliant too, because if you're in front or if you get an exhaustion card, it gets added to your deck. But also like the other cards that you play, mm-hmm. it also goes away if you play it. So there's times that you want to play your exhaustion cards and there's the timing. And we haven't even played with the uphill and downhill so now that you've done and said all that, um, no, we don't have the same tactic. <laughs> so we, now we do a little bit. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Well, I, I do. Place. I do medium, slow, fast. And Ever. yet you won the first game. What I always tell very you, very close in the things. second game, and then I, in in the Adam in the game that Adam won, uh, we would have at least first, tied. Second, third, yeah, we and were right you there. Would have probably won if you didn't think that. I think you were thinking that you had another turn yeah. because... And I was trying to play moderately and save something, but I I'm I think you were thinking something. that because there were only two of us before, right. so it's like I go across the finish line sure. and then you go across the finish right. line because not necessarily the first person across the finish line wins. If you can go further across the finish line, then you win. Mm-hmm. But that's just like two, you know, yep. two and done. I knew what I did after I did it. I understood. And I was like, oh, fuck. I... But it was good to have um, our friends, you know, people who don't board game often win because I feel like that encourages yeah. them want to come and come and do more stuff. Uh, one of them came, came in first, one of them came in last. But then we also played... Uh, <laughs> but she loved it. She one of them lost. She was like, let's do it again. Yeah. Come on. But we did something else. We did... Um, snake Oil. We played Snake Oil, which is a which is, fun party game. That's an awesome game. Oh my goodness. It relies heavily, like the game is... It relies heavily on player participation. Like you have to be the type of person that wants to be able to talk. Right. And, we don't play it with people who we don't think would like it. Right. You know. It's also good, like if you had, if you're in the cups a little bit, if you had a, had a few to drink, uh, it's it's just a really good. I like it because it can be I like it for several reasons. But one, it can be as clean or as dirty as you like it to be. Sure. Like it scales well with audiences. You can play it with just adults. You can play it with kids. Mm-hmm. You can play it with a mix because we actually played it with. Uh, Adam and Brandy's they have a 15 year old daughter we right. played it with her it was fine you can't cannot do that with Cards Against Humanity by the time this comes out we should be full fledged members of the Gateway Network holy shit the Gateway Network is a group of 
smaller podcasts that are banding together, kind of like a union, to get our voices out there. We're going to mention other people in that network. You can go to thegatewaynetwork.com, all one, thegatewaynetwork.com. You can go there and you see the other members of the network. And I just want to give a shout out to my friend Chris Goodlett, who is also a member of the Gateway Network. He is the Charity Board Gamer. You can find him at thecharityboardgamer.com. He also does live streams on Twitch, and he's on Facebook at the Charity Board Gamer. And you can't find a nicer or more decent person than Chris when it comes to people that you could find on in board game media. He's a good guy. Glad that I know him. Glad that he's also a part of the Gateway Network. Chris Goodlett, Charity Board Gamer. Okay. And so uh, where can you find us? Well, I'm glad you asked, Tiffany. You can find us on Top of the Table Pod. at uh, We're on Instagram there. At Top of the Table Pod on Twitter. Top of the Table Podcast on Facebook. Top of the Table Pod, also a thing that you can do on Twitch TV. You can go to twitch.tv slash top of the table. We are on Podbean, top of the table.podbean.com. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, probably wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to reach out to us directly, you can also grab us at, I mean, don't grab us. Grab a little. Yeah, you can grab a little. Top of the Table Podcast at gmail.com. We are also literally on your table. Ooh. You know, I use that.